If you have been asking if healing is real, stick around and find out that healing is for real. And we don't mean maybe. My name is Tony. And I am Zin. And we are two witnesses and representatives of the miraculous gospel of healing. Boom. And bam. This is gospel, the Miraculous Gospel of Healing podcast with Zane Pian. The powerful. Oh, and me too. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Myers. The mighty and powerful and militant Tony Myers. <laughs> In the last episode, we actually spoke about Satan. This whole idea of Satan and Tony actually drew some very good points on how we have actually, in Westernized Christianity, been taught to use the concept of Satan against ourselves. And that is not what it is in the Bible. It's merely a title. And today, I want to actually add value and add more to that on, on the context of what we think believing is. All right? Now, most of us in particular, Tony, we have a myriad of believers when you speak to them and it's and you like for example i'm sure you, you, you encounter a lot of them and they don't know that they don't know or they don't know what they're doing because it's just and this is now first of all this is not an attack i'm not trying to condemn any believer here because we come in a culture that is a civilization that is that is framed in a particular way Right, and that and and this the, the the civilization comes with a paradigm. Right? Every civilization has a paradigm, and the way we speak, the way we live, the way we think, is part of that paradigm. And so, one of the things in particular in our civilization that has become one of the pillars of our civilization because it's Greek and Roman influenced is that we separate intellect from emotion. Right? It's because of that we have psychology today that is driving this idea that men and women are separate species, that men are more intellectual and women are emotional. And even though it may appear to be like that, I assure you it is not that. Right? It's just two different logics, the two separate systems of validation, and therefore what affects the female gender is what validates her and what will affect any man is what validates him. They're not validated by the same thing. And so because of this dynamic that is driven within the westernized world, we have brought it into walking in Christ and we impose it, literally, we have imposed it into, uh, into a scripture, into a text, that comes with those two things being one and the same. If you do any research, you'll realize that in the, in, the, in the ancient Hebrew culture, in the language and the philosophy of the language that they come from, there is no specific word to talk about the brain. 
they actually function from the perspective that everything that you are doing and saying is coming from your heart. And they're understanding thoughts and feelings are one and the same. Let me say this. Yeah. And what comes from the heart? Emotions. Yeah. Exactly. Right? So in their culture, if they say trust, that's not intellectual. That's not something that you do in your mind whilst you're living and your body doing this. It's shaking. <laughs> right? That, that, that doesn't go, that, that, those are not separate things for them. And there are a myriad of believers because they don't really understand that. You believe that faith or trust in God is intellectual whilst you are driven by emotions that are rooted in anxiety and fear and panic. You literally are contradicting. You are walking contradiction. You are saying that you trust, you have faith, and so it's up here, like you have a mental picture that you should trust God. It's almost as though you believe that trusting God is a moral standard and you're meeting the moral standard here, but you really don't believe what you're saying. Because you're really saying that you're believing, but actually you don't believe what you're saying. You yourself don't believe what you're saying, much less for anybody to believe that you believe what you're saying. <laughs> All right? This is why. And let me give a perfect example of what you're talking about. The pastor of a church getting up and saying, we believe that God heals today. Hmm. But yet there's no healings in the church. No healing. It's the intent or the, the you can even say intellect, with the emotion, right. you've got to have, you have the mind and the heart coming together. Exactly. The intent plus the emotion, that's what causes, I hate this word, manifestation right. to come. That's where you have true faith. That's where you're truly believing is when the two are connected together like a battery and both ends <clears throat> are making full contact yes, the sir. way a battery does. Yes, sir. 100%. I like that's that analogy. That's when things move. I like that analogy because it is that on one pole represents intellect. And we have to put it like that for our culture because it has, our entire civilization is built on that. You go to school. And what you do is you memorize data and you're not, you're not actually considering the, the energetic aspect of it or the emotional aspect of it. You're mem just memorizing data. And most people actually believe that they have a memory problem because it's data that they're trying to memorize and they have not been taught that you are an energetic being, an energetic entity, and the movement of your energy is in your emotion. And so you're trying to remember because your spirit, you're trying to remember, can't remember because your energy, your spirit remembers that which the emotional content registers it as. Everything that you think about in your life, your experiences, you didn't, you didn't remember the experience because it's just a picture. 
It's because it, it invoked a particular emotional an emotion in you. That's, that's exactly what, right. That, that's you're, you're, not, you're not actually remember exact circumstances. You're remembering the emotion. The emotion, how it made you feel. And in most cases, that's why most people are stuck in trauma. Because if it was just a mental picture, then you could very logically look at it and find, well, this is not logical. Let's find the logical way of dealing with this. But the reason why your mind doesn't get there is because it's not just a picture for you that you have to just intellectually look at. It's solicited an emotion. And that emotion, for most people who are, tra who, who, who actually are, are living life, that they had trauma, what they have done literally is perpetuated the emotion. And the emotion is nothing more than you feeling powerless or invalidated. And that's registered in you, and you are perpetuated the emotion. As a matter of fact, when you respond to trauma, or you say that you have been traumatized in your life, you suffered this from your parents, or somebody did you something, there is never the time that you precede the emotion with the mental picture. You always tap into how it made you feel. It's just, a, it's just a feeling that you're talking about, right? And therefore, it, that right there is just proof that you are energetic, an energetic entity. And what you are experiencing is what you are, what you are calling your truth is that which comes with a corresponding emotion. And a lot of times, the emotion gives you the interpretation of the incident. Everything that you experience, the emotion is what gives you, give you your context. Right? And I always use an example just to explain this. Like, If I have someone right now, let's say we see stand up someone standing in the middle of a courtyard and that, that person suffered some sort of trauma in, in their life. And Tony or my holy brother Tony and myself just walks up to them and then one slap. Their interpretation is going to be very, very different from the person who's in the military. Their, their, their experience validated by their emotions there, you slap the, the, the soldier, you'll get a different response. And what is actually giving them context there would be where they are, what they're actually using as a reference point, but all of that is actually concreted by the emotion that's attached to that. And so the soldier has found himself in, in situations where he's been taught to connect his circumstance with strength and courage. While the person who's living from the trauma, they responded to the situation of helplessness and invalidation, and it made them feel weak and powerless. That person receives a slap, and their response is going to be one of weakness. Either they may throw a row just to give you a facade, or they may just back down and walk away and feel they commit suicide. 
why should we have to the soldier who's bound his experiences and been trained to bind his experiences with strength and courage? You do that to the soldier, you just you just start a war that you didn't want to start. <laughs> because the soldier is not going to back down. You may train down once, but he's going to come back. And his his courage has told him annihilate the enemy at any with any means necessary. Now, those emotions actually is what giving you context to situation, but it's also the emotion is what is either strengthening you or is actually weakening you. And what what happens, just to feed people's intellect a little bit, uh, <laughs> so the negative emotions, mm. your body's response is releasing a whole bunch of of chemicals yeah then you become addicted to the chemicals these are not outside chemicals these are chemicals the body produces naturally yeah. you get used to it but then you become addicted to it so then those negative emotions are the first that come up mm-hmm and what you what you you actually I need to be careful how I say this. All the counseling in the world is not going to help you. No. What will help you is you changing the frequency of the emotion. Yeah. That's so true because what what all of the counseling is really doing and I just want to add value to that because that there is no judgment. That's something that needs to be placed on our on, on our banner and flown. Because where you are and what reproducing the emotion, that emotion is always attached to a logic. And that logic is something that logic you, you got. Is always something that you're using, you've been using as a reference point in life. And because you're using the same reference point, you are literally interpreting life through the reference point. And you're having the same emotions arising. Now, for some persons in particular, it could be um, anything in life that they're using as something that is really important to them. Anything. That seems important to you. That is the highest importance to you. And what I'm saying, my song strange because you've never stopped and questioned what is really important to me in my life. And for some of you, your trauma is it, it, it was always really important. For some of you, your career is always really important. And so when you have an experience, what you're doing is you're using a logic that is comparing this, this, the, the, the experience, what, what you're interfacing with. You are comparing it to that which is important to you and reproducing the same emotion. And because, as Holy Brother Tony put it, because you're reproducing emotion so consistently, you've been led to believe that the consistency is normal. And what you really need to do, as he said, is to change the frequency because the energy, the emotion that you're producing is the electricity that is the frequency. So, if you actually just pause and choose, let me put it like this. The Bible 
says it in a way where it says, choose your God, which means choose your source of strength. Your source of strength is what you are living in your life as that which is most important to you. You've used it to define yourself. Whatever is most important to you, use it to define yourself. If it's career, you see yourself as a businessman. If it's family, I'm a family man. <laughs> right? If it is your trauma, I was raped. That's, that's what you lead with. I had this experience. You define yourself with it. And after you define yourself with it, then you define your potential and the limitations from it. What it enables you to do what it enables you to not do. Then you develop a, a system of making decisions from it. So any decision that you have to make, you're always comparing it to, the, to, to that thing and the emotions that you feel that comes from that. You develop a process of rationalization. You can't listen to anybody and not listen to hear your importance, what is important to you and what they're saying. And actually, what you are, you're on autopilot at that point. Like a program. There's an operating system in the background that you're not questioning. You even, and you'll know what it is because it's what you use to even judge people as whether they are valuable to you or they're not valuable to you. And then it develops into our worldview. So for those who come from trauma, everything in the world is about, he's just traumatized. That's all you're seeing in the world, you know? Or if it's career, you need to have a good career. The world, the business world is, 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 is shut to down. <laughs> right? What is important to you is coming from you. And when you come to scriptures and we're talking about healing, you know, we're holding all of this back to healing. A lot of us say you believe in God, but you didn't make the spirit inside of you your strength. You're still trusting that which was important to you before you met Christ. You still trust in your trauma as your strength. Because what you are most aware of, that is what you're using as your strength. And when I say strength, let me give you an example of what strength is here. Most of you have been taught that your constitutional right is freedom of speech, freedom of religion. You see that feeling that you feel when somebody comes and tells you, shut your mouth, you can't speak. Or, no more freedom of religion. Everybody here become Islamic. See that strength that you feel that comes up there, a sense of indignation. You want to rebel? That's a sense of strength. It empowers you. You know, see the Bible say, you walk in power. It empowers you to stand and say no. If you are not actually feeling that when it comes to sickness, your strength is not what the thoughts of God is. Your strength is in something else. And so you're, you're there like a victim. You're seeing a trusting in God here. But the emotion tells the truth that your strength is in something else. The scripture actually makes it very clear. And watch me, Holy Brother Tony could validate this point here for me specifically. When a soldier enlists in the army and it makes it becomes very clear to them that their only priority 
is to is to represent the state and to carry out the will of the state and to protect the freedom of the citizens what a soldier feels when he sees when he finds himself on the battlefield is courage you feel strength it could look grim in your mind we are going to win this war because there is strength in what you have been you learn to live from that it motivates you just like the protection of your freedoms motivates you to act and all through the bible you see that resonating what did the priests what did god tell joshua be strong and courageous what what did david tell king solomon be strong and courageous and take action based on what yahweh says so some of us you believe that you're healing and you're trying to convince yourself that you believe but your corresponding emotion is really saying that and i don't mean to be harsh you are lying to yourself you're trying to say you believe because you believe believing will make you look good before God. Using it as a moral compass and it's not coming from where your heart's strength is really connected. So the doctor says this and you start to buckle and shake. And you're walking, you're going home and your knees buckling and it's shaking and it's knocking because your strength was never in Yahweh or in Christ, in you. Your strength is in all the different things that you may have or whatever you have been using all of your life to give you some sort of encouragement to move on. And Holy Brother Tony, as a soldier, understands that if you're committing to something, you commit to that. And if you have to work it out, then something in particular that people don't understand. When you understand the why, you will draw a sword and you will put it down. But if you don't understand the why, there's not there's nothing there to give you a sense of validation. The New Testament call it justification. Paul calls it justification. Right? And if you go and look at Jesus when he speaks about the um, the parable of the seed and the sower. The one who reproduces is the one who hears and understands. And then he does because he understands. But we, if, you, if we maintain this disconnect where you think it could go happen up here and you're not really making the decision to make it your strength and then start putting that into action, be strong. Be courageous and take action. They ain't going away. And to give another example, and Zane, Zane's right on the money. As a soldier, you've got eyes forward. You're flint. Like, like flint. <laughs> take that hill. You're not going to stop. Yeah. You're not looking to the right, to the left. You're going to take that hill. Another example, 
to really bring it home is you're at the doctor's office. This is the reaction that when we are truly believing and truly in faith, that should come up. Got this report here, Mr. Myers. I'm going to send you to Mr. Cancer Doctor. Uh, you've got cancer. No, I don't. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. There is the conviction, the courage. You feel it in your heart, truly. Yeah. That is where, and, and this is being proven uh, by doctors, by the real smart peoples. <laughs> the heart actually has its own emitters. Mm -hmm. The heart is where the emotions are born. Wow. So you've got the heart, the brain does not control the heart. Right. The heart is its own control center. That's why you have the mind, the intellect, and the heart have to connect. That's when you're whole, when there's a mutual connection. One without the other is fake. Yeah. You're lying to yourself. It's incomplete. That's why it is so, we have to be transparent with ourselves. We need to stop. You know, Tony, holy brother, Tony, what most believers suffer from in that context is that they've taught to, be, to live by the rules so much that they give the rules priority over what they really think, think and feel. And when you're coming to Christ and there's no more rules, you're accustomed to lying to yourself so much that you're even praying from a formula. You ain't praying from what you truly think and feel in your heart. Let me take that a little bit deeper. It, the, and that's truth. But it's deeper than that. They're so brainwashed. That yeah. automatic pilot. Yeah. They are not in their present. They have given over to the program. Yeah. 100%. So they're not even thinking about it. The 100%. response is coming from the body. The body has become the mind. Mm-hmm. And so it's an automatic response. That's why there's no questioning it. 100%. We have to learn to be transparent. In order to be transparent, you have to live in this moment. Yeah. You can't live in the past and you can't live in the unpredictable future. Right. If you're living in the past, you have a predictable future. Right. Because it's going to look the same as yesterday. If you're living in the present, you have the unpredictable future because that's where you have every, every single, um, what's that called? A possibility. Mm. Nothing is impossible then because now you're in the unknown. And that's the place to be for the supernatural. But in order to get there, you have to be present now. And that means now you are no longer allowing your body to be your mind. 
You're taking it back. You make the decision. And then that's when, because emotion is energy in motion. Exactly. So that's what we have to relearn how to do. And the way to take control back is do the exact opposite of what you normally would. If you normally get up and make a cup of coffee right away, you're on autopilot. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you get up, drop to your knees and pray first. Break it up. Yeah. And I mean, there's so much to this. But being transparent with yourself when you're in the present moment and not allowing the autopilot to be switched on, then you start making decisions based upon the present moment using the elevated by elevated, the higher frequencies, which are the positive frequencies, courage, strength, joy, gratitude, all of those things, then guess what? Now, and Zane said this partially, where your focus is, that's where your energy goes. Yeah. So now, if you're on a higher frequency, you are creating energy. If you're on a lower frequency, you're losing energy. And all you're doing is using it. It's really important that that registers because research at the Institute actually show and proves that the energy in your body, you are self-existent, meaning that you're self-determining. And people need to understand that when you actually begin to use what Holy Brother Tony is referring to as the lower frequencies, is either yourself, if either you are self-building or you're self-destroying. Because your energy is self-existent, the register of those negative emotions, which is coming from what you're using as your strength, what you're basically telling your energy is, remove me from the creation. So you're going to self-destruction. And that's what you begin to experience. Sickness, disease, infirmity, death is the ultimate aspect of that self-destruction. Even in the Proverbs, it actually says that your fear comes like a, like a, a whirlwind of destruction. If you invert it, courage is a whirlwind of construction. These positive emotions, they are constructing. So you really have to question yourself and be true to yourself. Stop this whole moral compass, put down your moral compass. You are not God is God. Listen to me. Go to Isaiah 54 if you don't believe what I'm saying. Where the prophet Isaiah said that in the new covenant, God would actually use the rainbow as the sign of the covenant of peace between him and you that he will never rebuke you. Settle it. You are never going to be rebuked. 
put down the moral compass because the moral compass only exists because of fear of reprimand. Put it down and then just start to be true to yourself because the Holy Spirit is in your heart. So the more you live from this moral compass, you have the Holy Spirit there, but you're not, it's like you're saying, let's say Holy Brother Tony is a sniper. And I want to get from point A to point B, cross the field, but we have some other snipers outside. Right? Logically, if he is my helper to get across the field and he's a sniper, I just need to come and say, hey, I want to get across there. Make sure it's clear. Right? And he, now I trust him. And he's sniping. And all I do is I go courageously. We're going across that field. I don't need to be fearful. The helper have my back. Move. What most of you are not doing is that. Instead, what you're doing is you have the sniper. Yeah, well, you brother Tony, there's the sniper. And so you now come up, go and find your own source of strength. The soldier down there who don't have the ability to do anything and say, um, he might be the water boy. <laughs> <laughs> they say, hey, you think I have to cross the field? And you, you know, you have the helper, but you find a different helper. So you cross the field, your helper here, in this case, the water boy is your church rules. And so all you're going to get is water thrown at the sniper. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what the church rules is for. That's what the water is for, to do what it reproduces after its own kind. So why are you using church rules if the church rules is for the purpose of validation? Then it's going to reproduce after its own kind, which is condemnation. Right? When you should just put the thing aside and talk to the sniper and say, Holy brother, helper, this is what we're doing here. Pick up and move. Let the helper do his job. So we need to actually start being true to yourself. Understand that you are not going to be rebuked. Put, put it down already. It is clear. Every time you see the rainbow, it's a sign of the covenant of peace and God will never rebuke you. Because Jesus is never going to rebuke Jesus. So if that doesn't actually give you some, something to sit down and think about, I don't know what will. It's clearly stated, go read it for yourself, Isaiah 54. Read. And once you understand that, then you can start to be true to yourself and then start questioning, okay, if I want healing and I'm not feeling courage to stand up against this, then you're trusting something that you shouldn't be trusting. You're trusting something that doesn't have the capacity. You're trusting the water boy instead of you're trusting the sniper. Now, let me throw this in. And this will be my last point. Hmm. If you find yourself making excuses, hmm. that means you're on autopilot. That means yeah. you're running the program. Stop. Get in the present moment. Yeah. Take control back then and there. For instance, 
you're at the same doctor and you're making an excuse automatically. That's when, oh, I'm on a program. Turn the program off. <clears throat> then, let courage, gratitude, fill your heart. Which I do mean literally, your heart. Yeah. All right. That's why I got. Boom. <laughs> and bam. Again. Tony Myers and Zane Pierre coming at you. Piercing through the veil that you're hiding behind. Stop it. 